episode three of bros on nugs and um we're very grateful this week to be joined by another brother your brother who's also my brother but brothers by blood yeah not from another mother not from another mother <laughs> not like not like miller time uh jed davis is joining us hey jed davis. glad to be here Glad to be here <laughs> at the davis household in northern colorado oh man thanks uh, for everybody coming up Absolutely. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. yeah, we are broadcasting today live from Northern Colorado, uh, just outside of FOCO, um, a little north of Severance. Are we in Severance? We're in Severance, technically. Okay, so we're in Severance, mm-hmm. um, which is like the coolest name for a town ever. <laughs> like, If you had to go back to the Old West and you were like journeying, journal, like, you know, you're on your journey across and all of a sudden you, you come to the town of Severance, would you be a little worried? Perhaps. Well, if you're a cow, definitely, because that's the town of Severance. Oh, that's, yeah. that's what the Severance is? The separation? Yeah, we're just north of the famous Bruce's Bar, where they've got uh, cow balls, more or less. More. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, Rocky you, Mountain Oysters, if you will. Yeah, Tim, you ever had Rocky Mountain Oysters? I actually have had them a couple times. Uh, with that, I used to get them for my CITs um, when I was a Wrangler. And uh, yeah, this is going to sound weird, but they're really good dipped in ranch. So you like to dip your cow balls in ranch? Uh, yeah, you need the full experience, Dave. Yep. Uh, do you guys remember that old like sitcom? It was called The State on MTV. No. Oh, they did a... Uh, they used to do a little bit where... Uh, the guy would show up and he was like a, you know, a party dude. He'd show up to someone's house, wherever Dip was. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, I'm going to dip my balls in it. Oh, yeah. That's what you uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's good times. Good times. You yeah. watch that one, I think. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah we can look up all the state episodes later. Um, well, I'm glad I'm glad for you guys uh, to be joining us here today on Bros on Nugs, our third episode. You got it right. Uh, nailed it. Nailed it. Um, man, what a week. Like, if you are a Nuggets fan, I don't know. I, we, the, as you guys can tell from the ticker, why isn't the ticker going? Show. As you guys can tell from the ticker, <laughs> Bros on Nugs episode three, our goal here is to try to stay positive. In a week where it's hard to find positives, but we're going to give it a shot. Um, and if we fail, we're sorry, uh, but we're going to definitely give it a try. Uh, it is the holiday season, though, my friends, and uh, we all have young ones. What What was, uh, let's start with Tim here. Tim, what was the best gift that just like, you know, made you smile? What, what happened there? Uh, I guess it wasn't an actual gift, but uh, watching my daughter sleep with my dad, uh, on her her little tiny little baby on my dad's chest was just uh that was the best that was the best thing i mean other than that you know she's a two months old almost so you know it was a bunch of stuffed animals and onesies um but to see to see my dad and her have that nap time was pretty awesome because i remember i remember seeing your kids nap with them so it was Mm. something special to see it be my child 
Oh, for sure, man. Uh, did Soph just wave? No, she's in the other room. <laughs> okay, never mind. You guys, best gift that you saw that kind of just made you smile as we're trying to stay positive here on Bros on Dugs? Yeah, um, when we walked down uh, the stairs on Christmas Day to see uh, the smile on both my uh, son's faces, uh, they're, they're at that age now where they can really enjoy Christmas Day and uh, play with presents. Rowan was just so happy to get his books. All he cares about is books. And so we got a, a PJ Mask chair and some PJ Mask books, and that's all he wanted to do. He didn't want to open any of his other presents. So that was really cool. And uh, Sabrina was recording it. And uh, usually we're at our parents' house or something, and it was nice to have, you know, those couple hours to ourselves as, as, as our own family. So that was a pretty cool experience. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Jed? Uh, I, I think the greatest gift that we received, at least the funniest this year, was my mother-in-law, Jackie, got everybody their own individual hat and uh, <laughs> to wear it during hat? the gift opening. Oh, I got oh, okay. 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 And so I got a Willy Wonka hat for Christmas this oh. year. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so, so that made me smile. It's actually Nuggets color. I probably should be wearing it, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but that was mine. So. Yeah, uh, we forced Jed to be on Rosanna. <laughs> but we're happy to have him. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, I didn't, uh, the gifts you receive are never as fun as the gifts you give, but uh, watching the kids be excited about uh, their gifts on Christmas morning was super fun, right? Do we have to talk nuggets? Let's wait yes, just one moment. Okay, okay. all right. As long as you want. One minute. I don't know how many people one listen to me. One minute. Hey, <laughs> uh, Uncle Timmy, it was said that uh, Jim Carrey was going to play Buddy the Elf and then refused that role. Will Ferrell took it over. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I I don't know. I think Will Ferrell did a great job. I do love Jim Carrey and his comedy. Uh, but I think Buddy the Elf is Will Ferrell, and Will Ferrell is Buddy the Elf. Yeah. Uh, besides, besides that, you know, you already have the Grinch with Jim Carrey. And then later down the road, he did a Christmas Carol. So, I mean, how many Christmas uh, Jim Carrey movies do we really need? I think two is good enough. I think Will Ferrell, uh, Will Ferrell did a great job with it. You know, he yeah. Did do you guys have thoughts on uh, Will Ferrell versus? I completely agree with Tim. He nailed it. <laughs> well, I'm not with you guys on this one. What's <laughs> new? I think Jim Carrey would have been a better Buddy the Elf, uh, more dramatic, more histrionic, and certainly more entertaining. Though uh, Buddy the Elf is awesome, right? And uh, Will Ferrell did a pretty good job, but Jim Carrey would have been better. Yeah. He's an artist now these days. Yes, yeah, I think Chris Kattan would have been the best. <laughs> I just think he brings the energy. You guys want some cookies? <laughs> All I can think about is peepers. <laughs> you that man have... does a lot of cocaine. <laughs> you cannot have the mango. Uh, Alright. Um, so we were drinking this really good scotch last night. Tim, you would have enjoyed it. Well, what was it? Do you guys remember the name? Glenmorangie. Ten-year. Single malt. Glenmorangie? Nice. Glenmorangie, Irish whiskey. No, Irish scotch. scotch. Irish scotch. Scotch whiskey. Yeah. Tim, have you had that before? T Tim's a scotch guy. I have had it before. It is delicious. Oh, man. So it we were Oh, it, it was really good. And uh, we were hanging out, watching the nugs. 
uh, drinking this delicious scotch and um, and uh, Jed had this thought about Jokic's hair that it might be dyed. What are your guys' thoughts? <laughs> it's a no. It's a no. Big no. <laughs> oh, man, I, it looks a little darker, I guess, huh? It looks darker. Maybe he lightened his face color. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's maybe wider. That's, maybe that's what married life does to you. He's wider than a normal know. Serbian. Yeah. He's maybe wider. due maybe due to COVID, he's been spending more time inside, and so his face is lighter in color, and so <laughs> his hair looks darker. Perhaps, or maybe he's so full of joy now that he's married that. His face is lighter in color, making his hair ends. We all know that that's not true. We know that that it can't be true. I Maybe think the it's first worth a social media post question is Jokic dying his hair. I just think it makes sense. I love it. I love it. I'm not convinced, but I'm, I'm with you on it. Uh, I also last night thought of a new segment, Tim, that I think we should try out. It's called Cats Are Like Wives. <laughs> so. Tim, are you, do you want to jump on this one, or shall I start? Uh, I think uh, you guys go, and I'll uh, see if it's wise for me to say that. <laughs> okay. Cats are like wives. <laughs> this is they, <laughs> cats are like wives. They will fetch something for you, but not bring it back. Anyone else? Cats are like wives? Uh, okay. <laughs> no. Cats are like wives. When they poop, they try to cover it up. <laughs> Tim, would you like to try a cats are like wives? No, I don't think I have one. Uh, cats are like wives. Um, they'll love you even though they pretend not to. Since I have cats, cats are like wives. They'll let you pet them, but they definitely will not pet you back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, think, I think we just found a new segment for Bros on Nugs. Yeah, Cats are like wives. Uh, Tim, you'll have to prepare next week for that. I was. I had no idea when I saw that in the notes. I had no idea what that was going to be about. Uh, <laughs> now that I know, I'll ponder that for the next week. Okay, so now, Tim, uh, I think you'll like this segment. Uh, two games in, is it way too early to overreact? Reaction, what do we want to call this? I'm not overreacting, you're overreacting. I'm not overreacting, you're overreacting. <laughs> I'm not overreacting, you're overreacting. Uh, Will, can you start us off with I'm not overreacting, you're overreacting? Okay. Um, probably overreacting. <laughs> <laughs> um, our three-point defense is really, really bad. <laughs> And it's scaring the living crap out of me because uh, today's NBA, it's all about the three ball. And um, it was horrendous the first two games. It was bad in the bubble until we kind of figured it out in the second round. Um, And I'm worried that it's not going to get any better. And if it doesn't get any better, it's going to be a rough time. So uh, I hope, you know, I know we lost Grant and um, and Craig. We got to find a lineup who... I don't know. Do you think it's an effort thing? Why do you think we're so bad at three-point defense? Anybody want to join in on this? Well, I would just say we've always been bad at three-point defense, and I think that's part of uh, Malone's strategy as a defensive coach, as would be mine, and that is you stop paint touches. Unfortunately, the new, the modern NBA is uh, is based off of three-point ball, right? And what I like 
when we actually like fly around and like send different people at different shooters, unfortunately our defense is based off of protecting the paint, which is, you know, again, as like a high school coach, I'm pumped about that. As an NBA coach, we might need to adjust some things. Also, uh, maybe we don't have as many perimeter defenders as we thought we did. Um, but I'm not overreacting. Are you overreacting? No, I'm not overreacting. <laughs> uh, Jed, do you have an overreaction from what you saw last night? Well, I think my overreaction right now is when is Mike Malone going to get a technical foul? I mean, and how do you do that in the time of in the time of mask wearing? How do you really <laughs> express yourself? Right? I'm concerned about it. So, do you throw, do you throw your mask at the ref? <laughs> you just rip it off. Oh, you the protocols. <laughs> I think you. I think you actually rubber band. Uh, Oh, shoot, shoot it. shooting. Yeah, that's I think that's what you great do for idea. the technical. That is a great idea. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, make sure you spit in it first and then shoot it at him. That's perfect. Daddy? Yes, what are you doing? We're uh, filming Bros on Nugs, episode three. Okay. All right. Uh, Tim, I'm not overreacting. Are you overreacting? Is there anything that you would like to overreact about? Uh, Jamal Murray and his lack of ability to put out. Um, his first game and a half was just terrible. We finally got to see spurts of uh, Jamal Murray in the second half of game last night. But, I mean, if I had a big overreaction, it would be that. But I know he's going to find his groove. It's two games in, um, not preseason, but it's two games in. And so we went from a high to a low, and I think I think we're going to find our groove. We really do miss that length on the perimeter in defense, though. Uh, we had a hard time covering Ka- Kawhi last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where you see Craig and uh, – and uh, oh, what's his face? You just mentioned him. Really? Being gone, yeah. And, and you know, Jamichael Green didn't play last night, so I mean, that's a big defender who can body up with those guys. But yeah, uh, along with Will, three-point shooting uh, definitely a concern. Jokingly, Jamal Murray uh, struggling early on. I think I think him signing with New Balance is really going to help. Uh, you know. <laughs> It's New Balance is no longer the middle-aged uh, lawn mowing shoe. It is. No- <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure about that? I don't know. They're, they're, I guess you know they're just so comfy. They got to go to B-ball. They yeah. have new traction technology. Do they really? Sure. Oh man, I love New Balances. They're I, I, so comfy. I had no interest in New Balance until Jamal Murray signed, but now I'm like, I might have to check this out. Uh, Hold on. When did, I, I, when, got new, I got some New Balances. When did Jamal Murray sign with New Balance? Uh, I got wind of it yesterday. No way. Yeah, him and Kawhi. Kawhi is what? Kawhi's a New Balance guy. Oh, man. I want. I got to get me some New Balance kicks. Hey, I already got my pink shoes out of New Balance. Those are comfy. Yeah, dude. All right. Well, I'm not overreacting. You're overreacting. The Nuggets are the worst team in the NBA right now. Uh, They're not going to make the playoffs. And if they continue to play this way, they'll be like the 13-win team that we had back in the late 90s. So I'm not overreacting. You're overreacting. Nailed it. All right. <laughs> that was aggressive. Thank yeah, you. sorry. Pretty, pretty aggressive. <laughs> well, let's be real. If they continue to lose, they will not win a game. Correct. <laughs> well, all, considering half game. of the Houston Rockets team is out, that I would hope and think that they're going to beat Houston. But we'll see. Oh, I'm not overreacting. You're overreacting. <laughs> I love it. My next note was Will on a ping pong paddle. He was supposed to be ping-ponging the entire time. During oh, the that's right, Will. Come on, producer. You didn't mind me. Yeah, well, I 
That would have been a long I ago. didn't get that one. Okay, well, we, we're we moving on. We were going to bet on how long I could go. I yeah. Think over or under was, I think, eight minutes was a little high. I could probably go maybe four. Four? That's, that's I, I would bet on the under of eight. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like that on that as well. Yeah. Maybe two. Under. <laughs> that was a safer bet. <laughs> Um, okay, well, now it's really time to dig in, my friends. I'm glad that we got that out of the way because uh, let's let's be real. We can't overreact two games in. It's been a rough two games. Um, Tim, I'm sure you feel this way as well. Uh, it's just been hard to watch. Uh, I know the Kings game was a close game. And if you guys listen to Bros on Nugs episode one, you'll remember that I warned us about the Kings. If anyone remembers, no one does. But the Kings concern me and they showed me why they concern me after game one here's the deal we play our first eight out of ten games at the can the new ball arena and we've already lost two of those first uh eight at home and that makes me super nervous um but let's start to break down uh what we saw what we watched over those two games here and we can start with the sacramento game um what do you guys think about our defensive communication. This was a problem I had, especially with our second team, but just overall, and this doesn't have to be just the Sacramento game. It can be both games. But what do you think about our defensive communication or lack thereof? It's weird because they look like they had it a little bit against Portland. I don't know why the defensive communication would be so porous after that. Um, It it was really bad. And again, it goes back to the three-point line when you can see Two guys talking and not knowing their rotations, and Buddy Hill wide open, not even getting, you know, no one even had a hand in his face shooting wide open. Um, yeah, uh, they, they, I maybe the, the lack of continuity on uh, with the starting lineup. We, MPJ is still figuring. Uh, we can talk about MPJ's defense here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did yeah. it. And <laughs> we'll get to that later. We'll get to that Cheers, later. Cheers! I finally yeah. did it again. Um, but yeah, maybe the continuity of the starting lineup or lack of thereof. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Sam, what do you think? Yeah, I didn't think there was any communication. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you watch it, you have your on-ball defender, uh, your guys um, who would be in deny, as it was called back when we were in high school. Uh, they're kind of there, but then the guys who should be in help are just flat-footed with their backs to the um, with their backs to their defender, to the guy they're defending. So if they swing the pass ball around real quick, it just leaves it open for an open three. Um, communication sucks right now. I think they can turn it around. Uh, like Will said, we did see some uh, glimpses of it in the preseason. Uh, I don't know what would change uh, between then and now, but uh, you know, I have hope that we can improve from here. Uh, a low st- low start, high ceiling. So I think we can make it. I don't know. It's been uh, it's the NBA. I don't think anybody really plays a lot of defense, um, but you got to be able to play a little, and that's why you win. Key situation. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, Jed, did you notice anything watching last night? No, I just don't think they're, you know, given that full defensive effort when they need that key stop. I mean, when you're down 11 and you come down on defense and you just let them drain a three. Yeah, you know, you got to get it under 10 when you're when you're struggling mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I gotta watch more nugs. I think. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm with you. Uh, last night because we would get close there towards the end well close ish and then they would give up another open basket whether it be a layup or a three or something you're just like why can't we just communicate more but when i go back to the sacramento game um what really frustrated frustrated me particularly with the second second team 
was the lack of communication. So there were guys uh, switching when they shouldn't have been switching. Mm -hmm. There were guys not switching when they should have been switching. They're not all on the same page. And maybe that's a lack of practice time because you brought in a lot of new people. You know what I mean? You brought in a lot of people. So maybe they're not communicating well because they're not practicing together enough. Um, and defense is one of those things. I, I mean, we all love defense. We all love offense. But yeah, team defense, you got to talk to one another. And I just feel like, particularly in the Sacramento game, there were moments I was just like very disappointed in the communication that was taking place uh, on the court. And I don't know if that's a coaching issue or a player issue, but it was there and it was real. I think uh, defense is a, a problem right now. You can't give up 125 to the Kings. Yeah, I think it's an effort thing too. And Malone talked about it last night. He's like, you shouldn't have to tell these guys to play with effort. I, I mean, you're NBA players. And uh, he, he talked about it last night and how they just didn't, you know, he said he didn't think guys were breaking a sweat out there. That's right. what he said about his team. So, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was watching his post-game interview and he wasn't happy as well. He, he shouldn't be. Um, but I, I think besides the communication, it's an effort thing. And we started to do it in the fourth quarter a little bit, but too little too late. And then you see the communication breakdowns that lead to wide open, uncontested shots. Oh, yeah, dude. A little bit of both, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Of course, rebounding. Oh, my goodness, the rebounding. Yeah. Which was funny because uh, Tim and I were watching the game, um, you know, uh, right before Christmas together. And Tim made a comment. I think you remember this, Tim. Tim made a comment about uh, how our rebounding was really bad. But then we checked the halftime stats, and actually we had out-rebounded the Kings at halftime. The Kings, yeah. And um, – but, but – I think the problem is, is the importance of a rebound is very obvious uh, if you're a Nuggets fan, especially when no one else is getting them except for Jokic. <laughs> He's the only dude rebounding. Yeah. I mean, for real. I, I Tim, did you see anyone else rebound? Well, no, not in that game. Um, and we did at the end of the game. When you look back, I don't have that with me, but um, I did go back and look at the statistics. We did lose the rebounding game. Uh, in Sac against Sacramento. So while we did, while we were up at halftime, we did get out hustled on the boards in the second half. So Third um, yeah. it's, it's, it's again, it's effort. I mean, you see Michael Porter Jr. occasionally uh, get a bug up his butt and decide he wants to rebound and he gets down there. Uh, but we just don't, you get some of those tough guys who can bang in the low block and uh, we struggle. Um, we struggle. Yeah. Maybe this is where we miss Jermichael Green. We don't know exactly what he's going to bring to the table. But hopefully toughness and rebounding is one other thing he brings because we cannot lean on Jokic to just rebound for us all game long. And you know what I've been really disappointed in, honestly, um, in both games, is how much we're playing Jokic. Like, we played Jokic a lot in the first two games. A lot. I mean, he didn't sit until, like, the last minute of the first quarter. The last two minutes. Yeah. But he's trimmed down now, so he should be able to play some extra minutes. Oh, I agree. I, I'm... I'm I'm pumped up about his fitness level. No doubt about it. <laughs> he's felt. He's felt. <laughs> and he's got new hair. Is that felt? No, it is now. Thank you. No, but why are we playing him so much? He's our superstar. Right. You've got to find breaks for him. And we're not finding breaks for him. Are we depending on him so much in the first two games of the season that we can't even find a break for this guy? 
it makes me super nervous. Anyone know? Is it just me? No, I, I definitely agreed. And I, I know it's a shortened season, but you still um, want to make sure that, you know, you're conserving his energy. But when your team's playing bad, you need your best player on the court. And I think that's why you've kind of seen that the last two games. We've oh, been. man. But that can't be our whole season. Just uh, like- I hope not. I hope not. I, I, I agree. Maybe maybe Najee gets more um, right more minutes because he has some energy and can rebound. We'll we'll see. I bet you'll maybe you see some uh, rotational changes and maybe some other guys get minutes. But like Tim said earlier, um, hopefully Green will help us on the defensive end and the rebounding end uh, to really get going. Oh man, I hope so. Tim, any thoughts on Jokic? Uh, yeah, I mean he's playing well. Uh, he did have several wide open. I know we're talking Sacramento, but uh, yesterday he had several wide open shots when we were down by, you know, 15, 13, 11 points. And he would either turn his back to the ball basket and start backing it down or he would pass the ball. Uh, you know, he needs to be he needs to have a killer mentality. I get we're playing him a lot of minutes. A lot of our team isn't playing very well. We've seen good things out of Will Barton. But we need to see more out of Murray to help with Jokic, I think. Um, right now, he is carrying our team. Uh, I do think he needs to be more aggressive, though. I get it. He triple-doubled and then almost another triple-double uh, last night. Um, but when we're down and we need bu- when we need buckets, we can't afford for him to be passing the ball when he has a wide-open shot, top of the key or three-pointer. Yeah, man. I'm glad you brought up Will Barton, Tim. It's a great transition because I wanted to talk Will Barton. Uh, he's looking awesome, man. You know what I mean? He's like the Will Barton we all, I think, hoped would get. We're getting it right now. Um, he's defending fairly well, but he's he is the one guy. <laughs> it's okay. Screaming children. Uh, he is the one guy that uh, I would say like we have to remain positive with here uh, because he showed up, man. Um, he can slash, he can hit the three. He does a lot of things. Um, well, he's going to be in the starting lineup against the Rockets. Don't you think so? Oh yeah. Yeah. And we, we talk about Will Barton uh, and MPJ starting. Who's not starting. It's pretty obvious to me that Will Barton needs to be the spark the starter at this point in time. Jed, did you see anything from Will Barton last night that like just made you happy? He was just efforting. Yeah, you know that's yeah. what it, that's what he's doing. He's got the experience and the know how to come out and yes, exactly. So that's all it is. The experience and the effort. And why would you deny that to a player? Uh, the dude needs to start. I'm firmly in that uh, realm now, although I wasn't two weeks ago. Tim, you brought up Will Barton. He's awesome. He's been playing awesome. What have you seen? I just like the way he's been playing. It's been. Uh... I know last year there were times we were like, we got to get rid of Barton because he was so frustrating. Um, you know, I think the time away and seeing his teammates play so well in the bubble, I think that kind of motivated him a little bit to come out this season. And um, better for worse, I mean, it made it lit a fire up under his butt. Um, he's playing well. He's communicating. You can see him talking to some of the younger guys, kind of coaching him up a little bit. And um, He's just being a good veteran, and, you know, he knows what it takes to win. And he wants to win, so he's he's trying to do what he can to help the team win, which is awesome. So uh, two games in, very happy with him. I'm so pumped up about Will Barton, and I don't know why he's playing hard, but he's been playing hard, I, I think, honestly, since last year, before the bubble. 
I thought Will Barton was a really important piece to our team. Um, the way he brought about some leadership that maybe Jokic was lacking a little bit, and certainly Jamal Murray. Um, I'm I'm just pumped up about what Will Barton is doing, which sucks because that's just one of the few like positive things that's going on right now. I, uh, Jokic and Barton, dude. Jokic and Barton. I find um, it ironic that Will has to leave during the Will Barton segment. Uh, I know. Most times he cusses that man out when you're watching a game with him. <laughs> Will Barton frustrates me. Overshadow the other Will. I, mean, <laughs> I think that's the step away. Will had a screaming child. <laughs> no, I know. I was just making a making a joke, dude. I heard no, I get it. Um, <laughs> hi. Uh, all right. Murray being Murray, Tim. Is Murray ever gonna like? We talked about this and we were nervous, I think a little bit, a little hesitant, but obviously optimistic. Because of Murray's bubble uh, play, we got super fired up. Problem is in the first two games of the regular season this year, you are not seeing that at all. Um, there were a couple glimpses in the fourth quarter when it didn't matter anymore last night where Murray actually showed up. But Murray being Murray, is he the old? Murray, has he not transcended into this guy that we were all hoping for? Uh, Jed, do you have anything on that? I just think it's the consistency thing. Yeah, I do. I mean, when you become a superstar and you're saying that you're going to be one of the go-to guys on an NBA basketball team, it's you can have you have to have okay nights every night, and you have to have great nights a lot of nights. A lot, yeah. And you should not have bad nights, very rare. But I think that's the problem is, for him still, it's a great night or a bad night. Like, you yeah. don't see Murray's consistency uh, right now. Not at all. Not in the first two games, Tim. Uh, yeah, not at all. I mean, we we uh, if he scores 15 points against Sacramento, we win that game. Um, and he just couldn't do anything. Uh, I think he just needs to be more aggressive. It's early in the season, so he needs to try to find out his game in this new season. He needs to be more aggressive when shooting. He needs to be aggressive taking the ball to the basket. Uh, he always does well when he starts to attack and move out. Um, he struggles when he's out and moves in. So he just needs to get more aggressive early on in the games, and I think he'll find his groove. You started to see it there halfway through the third quarter last night. Um, and then a little bit in the fourth quarter, uh, but yeah, he's definitely struggling. Uh, I think, I think, you know, he talks about wanting to be an all-star. He talks about wanting to be a superstar and I think he's getting close. He's still young, but he's getting to that point now where if he doesn't make that leap, he's never going to make that leap. Um, yeah. And so I really think this is an important season for him. Yeah. It's a rough start, but it is, it's still, I mean, it's a shortened season by 10 games, but it's still a long season. Uh, and I think he'll figure it out and get his mojo going. Uh, it's just been a rough start. Oh my God. It's been a rough start. And you, Tim, you bring up a really good point. I mean, we paid him like we expect him to be a superstar or at least a, an all-star. Right. And right now he is not playing that way. And you have to have that mentality. Unfortunately, the only nugget I'm watching that, well, this, well, there's Barton and Jokic. Those are the only two nuggets I'm watching. I, I'll, okay, I'll include MPJ in there. I think there's three nuggets I'm watching over the first two games that have like consistently given just effort and not afraid and just gonna ball out. Um, Murray needs to step up big time. Will Murray, what thoughts on Murray? Yeah, I, <clears throat> it's been extremely disappointing because of what we saw in the bubble. Uh, 
maybe games need to mean more to him to be consistent because he was consistent in the in the in the bubble when playoff game like when we were down and uh, against Utah he just turned it on and I I thought we were I was hoping we were past this point because this is like this is like same old Jamal Murray that's what Um, Jamal being Jamal yeah Jamal being Jamal like but um he's grown I I think he's he's growing as a leader because I know he's really taking like RJ Hampton under his wing and all these things and you know, we talked about him. Uh, uh, I mean, Malone was talking about the, the next step this year was going to be his defense. But I have uh, not, seen, not it seen that at, at all. He's getting. He's been in foul trouble. Yeah. He's, he looks lazy. He looks non-interested, and that's what's uh, worrying me. Yeah. Is uh, man, this is your time. This is your time to say, "Hey, the bubble wasn't a fluke. I'm, right. I'm the man, and like we can take the Nuggets to to new heights and to yeah. a potential championship." And we we can't win without him playing well um and we really need him to get going he started showing it in the fourth quarter a little bit but like he, playing against the clippers i don't get why why you need any motivation you don't you should be just balling out you know like you knew you knew the clippers were coming in they wanted to kick your butt and that they were pissed off about the 3-1 series yeah. uh blown lead and that they were going to come in playing hard and why does it take not just Murray, but the majority of the team till the fourth quarter to play hard? And I, 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 he's a leader, so that's kind of shown. So, yeah. yeah, he needs to be more consistent. And like Tim said, it's put up or shut up. And you want to be a star. You want to do these things. You want to be an all-star. You want to earn those. You know, you talk about getting snubbed and, and not getting your respect or whoever. You know, this Nuggets Nation that would feels that way about Murray and not getting his respect. But you're not consistent. You're, you're not going to get it. So he needs to turn it on. And uh, the Nuggets need him to turn it on. Like now. Okay. Jamal Murray's frustrating the hell out of me, by the way. I mean, if we're real, like, <laughs> if I had, no, I, I hate saying this, like, but just freaking, I know that you want it, Jamal. I know that you want it. Do it. Take it over. You know what I mean? Just be that guy. It's okay. You're not stepping on Jokic's toes. He's a facilitator. He's doing what he has to do. You can be that guy. You could be, you could be the main dude, and Jokic could be the second guy. Like he wouldn't even care. I don't think Jokic would care about that. Like, go, just go. Dang it, he really frustrates me. Um, okay, sorry. I'm trying to stay positive here on episode three, where the Nuggets have lost their first two games at home, where they play eight out of their first ten games. And they're already 0-2. I'm trying to stay super positive. Um, How would you compare Bros on Nugs start to the Nuggets start? Better. I would say our, our starts <laughs> I would say our starts better. Well, they got a couple years under their belt, you know. <laughs> we're we're just rookies in the game. Yeah, I would say our but I'd say we're off to a stronger start. Hey, we got the effort. We're always bringing 110%, am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say we're we're, uh, we're our efforts been higher than the Nuggets' effort. <laughs> You're right. Oh my God! I mean, like I'm trying here. All right. Uh, where's Rocky? Tim, what do you think Rocky's doing these days? I don't know, man. Maybe shooting some. <laughs> COVID keeps him away. Can he not shoot it at halftime? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, that's what we needed. We I needed know. A, 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 you know. 
I think I think oh, part of the reason we're struggling at home right now is you don't no, see Rocky. Rocky. And I know that would be super awkward for the mascot to be running around without fans. Mm. But for me as a viewer at home, I want to see him shooting a half court over the head. I always thought you were afraid of Rocky, Dave. Yeah, no, we don't need to get into my own phobias, Tim. I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very weird. I'm not as I'm not as afraid of Rocky as I am of uh, Socks the Fox. Yeah, yeah, well, he doesn't exist anymore. But no, yeah. he sure Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese also. Chuck E. Cheese Mouse. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh, my God. going down a rabbit hole here, guys. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> Tim. That I am a little afraid of Rocky, but of all the mascots, he's my least like worrisome. And I think that he needs to, I don't care if there are no fans, we're still watching the games at home and I want to see him drain a half quarter. And I think maybe, just maybe, that's the spark the Nuggets need right now. Thoughts, maybe Tim? email the Nuggets and uh, talk to Cody Wise. Oh, we got to use our connections on this Cody one. On one. Hey, Cody, I if mean, you're watching, we need, we need Rocky. Yes, we need back. I mean, he made appearances in the bubble on the. Uh, yeah. Screen. So I mean, gotcha. I don't know where he is now. Gosh darn it! Well, beyond Rocky, I think you know part of the issue is at home they're not taking the altitude to their advantage. I mean, maybe it's not really what they say it is. You know, the altitude. They're not, they're not pushing the ball. Agreed. That's actually a really good point, Chad. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yeah. by the way, uh, because you're right. They have not been pushing the ball like they did in the preseason. Um, and in the preseason, they were they were really trying to run the break in the secondary break. Uh, but now you see none of it. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that, Jed. And it's really bothersome. Uh, Tim? No, I agree. It's a great point on the, on the push of pace. We saw it in the preseason. I was real excited to see him doing it because we know they can play the half-court game. But to see him run again, I don't know. I think that's where they've lacked effort i don't know good point jed I like it. maybe it's an effort thing will any thoughts yeah I, particularly with the second unit you know I, I was hoping that we would see them really push the pace and play with uh some speed and uh you know create create some turnovers but when you don't rebound and you give offensive rebounds uh you can't really push the pace very well so when you're getting crushed on the boards yeah, um, I, I know you can you can still push the pace off a of make definitely. You but, can, but not um, the same. I, I mean, when you're allowing as many offensive rebounds that they are right now, when our best fast break was out of an inbounds play last night. Yeah, by Jokic <laughs> just being smart, be like, I mean, yeah. So I, but that's an effort thing, like you said. It's uh, a, they're so. It's bad a conscious, right uh, you know, effort to. Hey, we got to push the ball. This is where we're going to be successful. They, so- they need to do it. I, you know, I, George Carl was all about it, you know, when we had that team and we just tried to run people out of the gym. Not saying we should go back to that. I, I am. But Let's it would be go. nice to see, particularly the second unit, really just run. Just run. Um, I don't care about, I think all that hate on George, Car- and this is off topic and off script. I started it, didn't I? Yeah, but I think all that hate on George Carl for not like being able to have a half court offense was just a bunch of bullshit, dude. Like, I I love the Nuggets pace. Like that that should be who we are, and we need to run. And yes, I think uh, Malone would probably do better if we push the pace, and then all of a sudden in situations he has to make a call. And like, what play do we run in the half court here? 
or what does our half court defense look like here? But let's push the pace, man. I mean, if the Kings are outscoring you in an overtime game, that's uh, they're not a good defensive team. Uh, like, let's go. Let's yeah. Well, especially let's... when we're down. Yeah, dude. When we're down. We gotta push. The pace. Pick up the pace, man. It's frustrating. They're really irritating me right now. The Nuggets with their effort and their pace, the lack thereof, their defensive communication, the lack thereof. They're really. So much for being positive. No, we're staying positive here. <laughs> uh, Tim, uh, episode three is all about staying positive, even though we've lost two games out of our eight home games out of ten. Um. Uh, oh, small lineups, guys. You watched it against Sacramento, and you saw it again uh, last night. Um, we go super small in these situations and it just crushes us. It just hurts us. Any thoughts on why we're trying to go small lineup or what the point of that is or uh, what's going on there? For- forcing continuity with between Monte and Faku on the second lineup. That's what's trying to happen. They're trying yeah, to... Yeah, and then well, Dozier's played so great in the preseason. He's trying to put Dozier as a small forward. Like, you can only probably play Dozier at a shooting guard or point guard. Like, in these small lineups, and again, alluding to the, the rebounding issues, are absolutely killing us. <laughs> new players, new players, you're trying to figure out the best rotations. And I, I, I know we're not very patient with it because we're used to this team being, you know, winning. And we, we need them to win now, particularly in a shortened season. Shortened season. So I, I think Malone's trying to figure out what the best rotations are, and the, these four guard lineups aren't it. And I, I hope he he stops trying to force the issue. I would really like to see Nanji. I would like to see Mate run the second unit again, yes. and I would yeah I would love to see Nanji. Um, I, we saw Bull play a little bit, but he's not he's not a I don't know, guy. I don't know what, but yeah, maybe Nanji and Green. When Green gets back, uh, maybe Green. it'll be a little right. different. Yeah, like like Tim said earlier. You know, hopefully, we we need more strength, as Tim alluded to in the uh, or said in the preseason. Right. I'm really worried about our our you know our strength and our ability to play down low with besides Jokic, and he was exactly right. And yeah. it's and it's showing up early. Yeah, go back to episode one for Tim's comments on that. Tim, do you have any thoughts here? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. Have, I don't think we have the shooters to be doing a small lineup. Um, right, you know, uh, it worked. It worked in Houston because they had James Harden, and you know, at the time they, you know, and, and Michael Westbrook, they had people who could attack the basket and make it, and they had people who could shoot from the outside. Uh, and we really don't have that consistently. We have players who can do it, but not consistent enough. Um, I get it's early. I know it's a shortened season by ten games, but it's early. Um, so you know, he's going to play with it a little bit. We got to be able to figure it out. Um, you know, some teams are going to go small, so maybe we're going to want to play small against them. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, our rebounding sucks regardless. Um, that might just be an effort thing. But, you know, I, it, it, it's a little too early, I think, to be getting so angry about everything. Um, it's disappointing. Uh, but, you know, um, it didn't work in these first two games. I think we need to try it again But because you never know. Once these guys play together enough, they might get that continuity that they're going for. Um you know, and, and, and you never know with COVID and injuries, you never know who's going to end up having to play for us down the stretch or at any stretch during the season. So it's 
good to have everybody play with everybody early on, I think. Everybody love everybody. Yeah. Tim's being super positive. Jet, does size matter? It always matters. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. The answer, easy answer is yes. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to delve into that very far. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim? Size overcomes a lot of issues, Dave. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't know. I the bigger you are, I mean, you can play on the inside. <laughs> if you're not big, you've got to play on the outside. If you're big enough, can you play on the inside and the outside? Well, yeah, you can work from the inside out, but you can't play from the outside in. Okay. I mean, t- Tim was talking about that earlier with Jamal. Yeah, he was. You got to play inside out. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Jed Davis, our special guest today on Bros on Bros on Dogs. Uh, I thought you were about to say Bros versus Hoes. I almost did. <laughs> um, okay, watching the game against Sacramento, uh, our father, who's a track coach for the Air Force Academy, fighting Falcons. Uh, he said, "Is our birds s- scary?" Yeah, birds are. They scare me. They scare me. They scare me too. See, even talking about them scares me. No, no. Well, not just any birds. Like crows, in particular, freak me out because they're they're super smart. First of all, yeah. And second of all, they always like kind of travel together, Mm -hmm. so you never know when they're just like a pack of crows is just gonna be like, I hate this guy. Well, I think the fear is if a falcon is attacking you, do you what do you do? I mean, <laughs> don't do anything. Everybody knows what to do if a bear is going to attack you. Yeah, do you get the falcon attacks you? Well, <laughs> do, you, do you drop to the ground? I had a uh, falcon dive bomb me once. Oh yes, what'd That's you do? Story. Uh, I got scared. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was. Are you willing to grab me? I was walking a horse across our meadow. And uh, I get up and I hear a crow, or I hear a you know a bird making its noise. And I look up, I see it circling. Next thing I know, I hear this, and I look up, and it was diving right down at me and the horse, and the horse ran off and like, you know, maybe 15, 15 feet above us, opened its wings, and took. It was terrifying. Oh, that's you, awesome. you can see the talons. I mean, you could, they could rip up your skull pretty good. Um. Yeah. I mean, falcons kind of scare me, but I feel like that's my spirit animal. So, like, if a falcon ever came towards me, I could communicate with it somehow quickly before it decided to rip me to shreds. What would you say? I would just say I am one. No, I'd say I am one of you, and I'd put my hand up. I am one of you, and you'd lose your fingers. (laughs) Um. Thank you, Jed, for that. Sorry. No, it's okay. What I was trying to get at there <laughs> was uh, our father, uh, who is a, a Hall of Fame coach, by the way, um, was watching the game with us uh, against Sacramento. And he brought up an interesting thought, and I don't want to use it as an excuse, but I was curious what you guys thought about it. And that is, he said, um, was it not advantageous for us playing in the bubble because not every team went to the bubble right he's like are we not rested like are we tired because especially against the kings you can't game series yeah you, know. you can't use it to get you can't use it against the clippers i suppose but against the kings and my our father was like hey man maybe these guys are a little overworked right now and like they didn't get the rest they needed i think Millsap's tired 
Yeah, you think so? Yeah, he's getting old. Yeah, <laughs> well, when you get old, you get tired. Yes. Uh, Nobody else should be tired. Just Mills. <laughs> You're a young team, man. Yeah, like, it's not not a good. I mean, the the Lakers crushed Dallas, and they, you know, they they went to the finals. Miami yeah. figured it out the other night. We're only two games in, right? Just like they're like no older horses, but maybe they are a little tired. But um, no one cares. <laughs> you know, no, right. other team, no one cares. Like, oh man, maybe we shouldn't run very hard tonight, guys. The Nuggets are tired. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. They, they need to figure it out. And they're a young team, so I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that they're tired. Tim, you were there with me. What did you think when Dad said that? Because it seemed like it made sense at the time. Uh, at the time he said it, it made perfect sense. <laughs> um, it did. I mean, he, watching a Nuggets game with uh, our father uh, opened your eyes to different aspects of the Nuggets that you normally don't pay attention to. Right. Um, I would have never thought of fatigue from the bubble. I mean... We, we were, I mean, Western Conference Finals, so we had, I don't even know how many days off before the season, but it was definitely short. There are teams out there that almost had, that had 200 and something days off between. Um, so, I mean, there are teams that are going to be rested. Yeah, screw you, Golden State. Uh, I just think, I think there was a lack of effort. Uh, I don't necessarily know if it was tiredness, um, but, you know, you know our father. Uh, he got very angrily religious last night at the Nuggets. Um, <laughs> Did he? Yes. Uh, so. How bad was he? <laughs> he, uh, he was pretty pissed off at uh, Jokic. He goes, that guy, he just turns his back to the basket and looks for someone to pass to. He doesn't even try to score. If you're going to be a superstar, you have to be able to score. And like he'd be like, oh, there's another one. Wide open three. He gave it up. Turn the ball over. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like Jokic, does he? He doesn't like the way Jokic plays because he thinks Jokic, if he wants to be a superstar, should be taking some of those open threes and those open shots instead of looking for passing. That he needs to have more of a scorer's mentality, especially on a team where you don't have a lot of uh, great scorers from the outside. I think uh, what frustrates Dad about Jokic is what frustrates me about Jokic and Murray, and that is our father is what you might call like a – a super motivator. Like, I mean, he, he might be one of the best, honestly. And his job is to get a dude who sucks at jumping over a, a, or jumping in track to get him to do like the best thing he's ever done in his life. You know what I mean? So like dad understands like super hyper focus, like this is what you can be. And when you watch sports with him, it can be frustrating because he's just like, Jokic could be this. And he's not, you know what I mean? Murray can I mean, be he this. dropped a triple-double. <laughs> right. I well, I, I think part of it is they're, the Nuggets are trying to ask Jokic to do something that I don't think anybody else in the NBA has ever done. Right. Just I, be I, a European superstar to lead his team to a championship. Yeah. I mean, has there been? Dirk Nowitzki. But did Dirk win a championship? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's it. That's your guy. That's it. I mean, that's it. That's yeah. your only dude. It's, it's, just, it's a different recipe, you know. Oh, it's a huge recipe, and uh, to do it as a big who has to rebound every time. Like I, I agree with you, Jed. Like that's a tough, tall ask task. Timmy. Yeah, I, no, I just you know, what, like Dave was saying, watching sports with my dad can be frustrating because uh, even though he's a fan of the oh, team, he'll, yeah. he'll dissect them. But I mean, he was right. There were several times when we were making a run last night where Jokic had open shots where he didn't take them. Um, mm-hmm. He had times where he didn't even turn, you know, he just kept his back to the basket, didn't even turn and face up. There were times he gave up easy uh, 
uh, rebounding position just by standing there. Um, so yes, he does put up triple doubles, but he does have areas that he needs to improve. Um, but I mean, it opens my eyes watching with watching basketball with my dad because I always just go Nuggets here, yay! You know, I was still cheering for Jokic to get a triple double last night, one more rebound. Um, but you know, late in the game when we were down by eleven. He gave up easy uh, defensive rebounding position, and they got the rebound. So I mean, like he does still make mistakes, but I mean, oh, yeah. and, he, and I, I agree with Dad on the fact that he needs to shoot a little bit more because um, sometimes he just stands there, flat-footed, waits for people to cut, looks for a pass when he could have dribbled up or could have caught and shot. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, he could have dropped fifty on the Kings. Yeah, no one yeah, could guard no, him. No one could guard him. You fouled out the first center who was guarding him. Who was that dude's name? I forget. Holmes? Yeah, Holmes. And then Whiteside was not having any of it. Well, they didn't want to play Whiteside against him because... Yeah, because uh, they, they saw the portal. Yeah. just kicked his butt. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, we didn't think we'd make it this long. We're approaching an hour again. <laughs> Sac- Sacramento, we also did get screwed by the officials a little bit. Oh, okay. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We didn't want to be these people. Well, you know what? You guys have been so so negative, and I've been so positive. I wanted to let my negativeness come out for a second. Okay. We know how much Tim loves NBA refs. Tim, they're they're horrible. They're the worst officials. Is this timeout with Tim? Timeout with Tim. Go. Well, it's not official. Um, but they blew some calls late in that game that really hurt us. In the in the they blew it. They called the ball out on Jokic when clearly it was slapped uh, a foul. Um, you know, I just NBA officials, and this is just not it. If you watch the NBA enough, they favor certain players, they favor certain teams. It's not true officiating; it's favoritism, and it's uh, NBA officials suck. I mean, it's sad when your collegiate level officials are better than NBA officials because the NBA is supposed to be the most premier league of basketball in the world, but yet you don't have the best officials. It's pretty sad. Sad. Well, yeah, to jump on Tim's, you know, um, rant here, um, I don't think that was that bad of a rant. But anyway. No, um, he handled it the, so the, well. It, well I, the league will be contacting like, Okay, I want everybody's thoughts on this. The league does those, like, they evaluate their last two minutes, and uh, then they release it. Okay, and I was reading this the other night. It was, they missed three travels on Harrison Barnes, uh, a, a no-foul call on, like that Tim was saying, on Jokic. On Jokic. Yeah. So you review it. To see who it went out on, uh, and yeah, it went out on Jokic to Travis. But, yeah, but, but he got hit. Yeah. So like you're looking at the video, you're watching, and it. you're able to watch it, and you'd be like, yeah, it did go out, but the reason why it went out is because there was a foul. All right, here we go. The NBA so, should be able to do that. The NBA stands, two minute things are a joke. That's the the NBA say. stands for justice, right? Like that's a big thing they've been doing, right? Is like to stand up for what Social is right. Justice, Social yeah. justice, and. Okay, then change the freaking rule when you look at an out of bounds or look you have to go and refuse something and you see something that was unjust or unjust, right? In that review, well then do it right, right? Do it right. Okay. I, I hate when they come out with apologies and they're like, yeah. oh, we're sorry, we blew that one. <laughs> oh, we screwed up. Thanks, your apology means a whole lot to me. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's a... I think it's an overall sports thing. It's like the the whole point of refereeing is to get the call right. 
right? Oh, yeah. Just because you're not looking for something, yeah, but would, then you see you it, see it. You should call it that way. Yeah. I agree. Get it right. Oh my god. If you're so gonna bring in replay and and try to take out human error, right? And you have the ability to look at it, fix it, and make it right. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of um, the VAR and English English Premier League go gunners, but uh, at least what they do is like if they see something that happened on the thing they're looking at, they're like, oh, okay. Well, I was reviewing this goal, but this dude hit this guy in the face. So- We're gonna retard him. Yeah. Like they'll do, but NBA is like, oh, Jokic got fouled, but it's out on him. Yeah, but we're only looking at that one thing. Right. We, can't, we can't change the call. So if Jokic was a true superstar, he would have gotten that call. Right, and that's, an, that's a whole nother- Yeah. We're trying to stay positive here. Another time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we're trying to stay positive. Oh, we're gonna get to that later. All right. <laughs> um, okay, a few a few notes from the Clippers game from last night, and we can go rapid fire here, as we're very good at Tim. Um, Scott's Christmas outfit. Any comments? Amazing. Yeah, that was for Tim. Or anyone? Oh, I just thought you what you haven't thought about Scott Hastings. Scott Hastings Christmas outfit outfit last awesome. night. Awesome. Oh, I, I, I didn't see it. Right is my word. What, what, what are we talking about? How Scott looks like every like sixty year old yeah. uncle? <laughs> uncle, yeah. <laughs> He's your sixty to seventy year old uncle. Yeah. He looks like Uncle Bill. Yeah, it looks just like every uncle that's yeah. like sixty, seventy. Yeah. We'll all look that way. Yeah, I love Scott Hayes. Me too. All right, was the Clippers game a must win, Tim? Well, I don't think it was a must win. It would have been a nice win. Um, it's early. I, I think I'd much rather be able to beat up on the Clippers later in the season um, when we're fighting for playoff position. Um, when we figure out our new rotations and everything, and we figure out how our team's going to play together. Much rather whoop on them then than in the second game of the season. Um, they were talking a lot of trash. They were pissed off we beat them, um, you know, and, and, and they, they were sour pusses about it. And they feel like they came out and made a statement. They were up by 20-something on us again. And we still got within 11, a um, couple shots here and there. We could have been right back in the game. Um, you know, o- o- overall, not terrible. Not the way you want to see them play against the Clippers. You'd rather see it a little bit more competitive throughout the whole game. But I don't think it was a must win. You guys must win? Last no. Week? No. I, the only thing really disappointing is the lack of effort with that game. I don't, I, I don't know how you need to be motivated or why – how you can't be motivated to play that game because you knew the Clippers were going to come out and play with effort and desire. Oh yeah, and we didn't. So that that's the only thing I can say because I was a little disappointed about that. But a lot of time to figure that out. I, I have faith in the Nuggets and that Malone can motivate them to because you know they did it in the playoffs time and time again when we thought that they were going to quit. They didn't. So I know this team has heart, and I'm looking forward to seeing it here next week. I like that. <laughs> I like that too. Uh, Jed, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna improve on that. No. Okay. <laughs> um, I thought it was a must-win um, because you guys were talking about playoff seating. Well, every game against a Western Conference opponent means something in the playoffs seating race, and we're zero and two against two Western Conference opponents at home. Uh, where we play eight out of our first ten games, and we're zero two. They just lost Kawhi. Does anybody know for how long? I don't think he's out that long. No, he, he, he just had some stitches. Yeah, he, he, he looked like he got knocked the fuck out. 
<laughs> we'll edit that later. <laughs> I got a question for all of you, and the question is, how many times did Patrick Beverly actually get fouled last night? Oh, oh man. man. That, no matter yeah. what he does, it's, it's this. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Patrick Thank Beverly. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it, because we that, were talking that's about right, it. It's on my notes, actually. Tim, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can get some Matt Tim. I love yeah. it. He's a bitch. Um, <laughs> he's classless, man. He's classless. Like Kawhi Leonard got hurt, and they give they fouled Jamal Murray going down the court. Jamal Murray still goes down the court to do a layup, and Beverly takes him out. Mm. Like, that, that was completely pointless. Like, what was the that that was a dude going out there looking to try to hurt somebody? I mean, that's not that's there's no class in that. That was that was a that's bush league, if you will. Um, not hit Kawhi. It was, no, his own it, was yeah. it was his own teammate. So I don't, I don't, I still don't understand Beverly taking out Jamal and how there was no uh, repercussion for that. I mean, that was just total right. bullshit. Like, That's that, another instance, Tim, of like here's replay, and then you see this happen, but we're not going to do anything about no, that. No, no. It, had it been LeBron or somebody the NBA loves, they would have made such a huge deal out of it. Um, but that's Bush League. That is, that is totally. I don't like And he still was trying to act like he didn't foul him. Exactly. He took him down. <laughs> like, talking to the ref, like, how did you call that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he just nails his hands. Oh, man. Like, slaps him. Tim, on a scale of one to the biggest number you could ever think of, how much do you hate Patrick Beverly? A lot. Uh, he's, uh, oh, man. Infinity. Infinity. Probably infinity, yeah. I don't I don't I don't think that guy at all. Um it's Bush League. He's a, it is. It is. He's a little bitch. He cries. I, I can't I can't stand him. He's part of what's wrong with the NBA. <laughs> I'm not a Patrick Beverly fan. No. No. Not one bit. Not a little not even a slip. Not a smidge. Okay. Can I be devil's advocate? Just don't want him on the team, no. Don't want him on the team if that's what you're gonna do. Devil's advocate. No, no, that's not where I'm going with this. I'm okay. just You're right, I can't do it. Patrick Beverly sucks. <laughs> I can't even pretend to like him or even defend him in any sort of way. I'd never want him on my team. He's played for the Rockets and the Clippers, which just makes me angry. And um, I'm disappointed nobody got up in his face when he took out Jamal, though. I thought, right? I, thought that, I thought that was going to be a heated moment, but everybody was so worried about Kawhi. But I was like, that's bullshit. I, I, I thought that was going to bring some fisticuffs, possibly. Should have been. Yeah, well, that's it's true. It's Agreed. True. Everybody yeah, hates Pat Bev. Oh, uh, not everyone. It probably could be a documentary. Everyone hates Pat Beth. All right, guys. We've done a good job, and we've made it beyond an hour once again. As we do. Uh, last question. If you're Mike Malone, what what do you do now? What's, like, what's your focus? Or, like, you know, you they practice today, so you show up at practice. We've all been there, you know? Those sweaty gyms running nasty nines. Like, what's your, like... What's your as a as a person who's been there uh, playing the game, and uh, maybe someone who understands like the coaching side a little bit? Like, what do you do now? Like, if you're if you're Malone, what's your point of emphasis going into the game on Monday? Anyone? I I, I don't know if it's on Malone. I think it has to be on the leadership of the players, like Jamal and, and Jokic, to to play with effort and. You can do. You can do. Maybe fiddle with some rotations, um, 
with that, that that second unit to try to make sure that you're defending and rebounding better and maybe we get green back to, to help with that but i know malone was rated by the gms as one of the best motivators um but it's got to be on the players man they got to bring the effort and they got to have the want to and hopefully playing the rockets and the kings again maybe when we go when we go back to sacramento we see we see a team who's like pissed off that they lost to him right and i want to see that i think that'll be a tall sign to see how these nuggets uh recover from these these first two games and really bring forth effort on the defensive end and the and rebounding so do the nuggets have they have three games next week right mm-hmm. yeah they so do. yeah so question for everybody and everybody feeling do the nuggets have to go three and on next week yes they have to win every game Every time, <laughs> there's no losing. Like honestly, especially now, like you're, uh, you can't be, you can't be two and three at the end of next week and be like, uh, well, we're off to an all right start. You know what I mean? Like you have to win those three games. I thought you had to win the Clippers game, honestly. And um, I don't know, Tim, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got a, he's got a light to fire up at somebody's butt to get him going. Um, you know, Jamal Murray and Jokic do need to lead by example. They're the young leaders of the team. Uh, you know, he should probably break a clipboard or two. Um, <laughs> it worked, worked for Tim. Sure did. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I don't know. You got you got to come in there. and I, I, I mean, if you have to spend the majority of practice with no ball in your hand playing defense, do it that way. Go old school. I mean, you are dealing with professional athletes, so how much of that can you actually get away with? I don't see uh, – professional athletes really just running nasty nines until they vomit um you know so you got to find a way at it you know probably probably is oh, um, if i was a player i'd definitely be like no more run two suicides no nasty nines no suicides yeah but yeah i mean as of the next week we definitely need to come out of the week as a winning week um i'd love to see him win all three um but we got to at least be two and one exactly, Chad. Yeah, you have to, or else uh, we're in real trouble. Yeah, you better beat the Rockets, who don't have anybody right now because of COVID. So, well, since we're trying to stay positive, and this is we're almost finished here. Uh, last question: What's what can we take away from this week that keeps us positive um, about our nugs, Tim? Uh, you know, Michael Porter Jr., when he's uh, he's played fairly well, um, you know, in, in transition, I feel like he's a, a, a great weapon to have in transition. Catch and shoot guy in the corner. Um, that's been fun to see. I like the way Jokic has been playing. Um, you know, I think those are positives to take away. Will Barton's play so far earlier in the season has been great to see. So uh, there are positives, and I think we're just going to go up from here. Chad, any positives? I was just gonna say joke. It's like, yeah, that's what it is. That's the positive. That's my positive. Yeah, because we've in previous years he's been out of shape and Slow disinterested. Yeah, we can tell he's just disinterested. He, I don't feel like that's uh, the case this year, mm-hmm. which is exciting to see. Uh, particularly again, I know we have ten less games. Uh, I, I would agree with Tim. Uh, I, there's this. I don't know if it's a competition, but you can see that uh, MPJ and Barton are motivated to show their worth for the team. And I think it's only going to help benefit both of them and whether who's starting or not. I I think it's a great thing. And um, I I really like um, the the effort by Hartenstein. Hartenstein. Steen Stein. We can never get it right. 
Is it Havenstein? Amy Schubert. How's it going? You guys had to. <laughs> I, I'm, I actually was really happy with his effort. Like when we lost Plumley, we needed to make sure we got another guy, and I think he's going to fill in that role great and has. Um, he showed effort, and I think he, as the season progresses, is going to be valuable. So I'm excited to see that addition and that he is already proving his worth. And you can't hack a hack a Harton. In this in this instance, because he, he's, he can actually make free throws, so I uh, I like I like him, <laughs> and I know you think it's hilarious. So. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, thank you guys for tuning in to episode three of Bros on Nugs with our special guest Jed Davis. Um, and Tim, thank you for phoning in today. Sorry we couldn't do it in the studio. It's all good. Um, we love you guys. Special shout out to uh, Matt Miller, who was on our uh, podcast last week. Special shout out to the Wises, who uh, tune in and I think are our most frequent viewers. Uh, special shout out to uh, our wives, who yeah, allowed us. us to <laughs> do this outside here in Northern Colorado from this beautiful setting. I think they've been drinking a lot of margaritas. I think they got some tequila in them. Yeah. Um, uh, and we love you all. And uh, the Nuggets, Merry, Christmas. Happy, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and and uh, we we will prevail. The Nuggets will prevail. Love you guys. Peace out, Tim. You good? I'm good. You guys have a good one. Oh man, later, homie. Anybody watching? You get any comments? There was.